American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Coach Q, Spencer Cutlin, and Chris Green. We got a whole new show, fellas. What's going on, guys? Everybody say what's up. What's up? What's going on? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How's it going, guys? You good? The AFF podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, though, American Football in Finland is currently available on more than 25 different platforms. So wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. Welcome to season seven, the season seven of AFF. And just want to take the time personally to apologize to our audience for the lack of podcast consistency last season. We got caught up in the social media game, you know, likes, clicks and all that. And we lost sight of what really matters, talking football. So we're back to the basics this year. Uh, we'll be here each week giving people what they want. So before we even get into the show, let's talk about off-season. How was everybody's off-season? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and how excited you are to be back. Hey, uh, my off-season has been great. I became a dad. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, so I got a little broke roommate now. But yeah, that's how my off-season went, man. It's pretty much a... Uh, definitely different for me from what I'm used to, but you know, new life. What about you, Spence? What's going on with you? Oh, my uh, first season without football, which is odd, but uh, you know, we, we move on and all that jazz, so that's why I wanted to come back into this to you know get back into it in some facet, facet. but yeah, just uh, just living basic life to be honest, nothing too special, nothing going on, the weight's going up, the age is going <laughs> up. So uh need some youth back in me. So uh hopefully we get it from the pod. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Um, well, I've I've just secured my first permanent teaching job as well mm. in the off season. So I'm I'm teaching PE full time now here in the UK, living the dream. Okay, and, okay. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I've been um commentating on the the UE Bullets University live streams on their home games uh, every game this season. And they had a lot of American scholars this year, so it was a real good level of football. And they got to the championship game and won the championship game against UON. And it was a fantastic game, a real good spectacle for the sport as well. If anyone managed to catch that, it was a good game. I mean, if anybody knows me, y'all know in Aussies, I hibernate. It's cold as shit in Finland, so excuse my <laughs> language. You know, I stayed in Lati. This is where I was. I don't like to tell my business. Everybody else is sharing, so I'll share a little bit. You know, December through January, I was out of here. I was actually in the States in Texas and Miami um, doing some work, getting that good weather in. Came back to this, you know, Finnish winter. Took a, a quick trip to Amsterdam with the AFF Team Revolution 7-on-7 squad. Almost won a championship out there. That was super fun, you know, working with the kids. Hadn't done that in a while. Um, but other than that, you know, taking care of my family and hibernating. That's me. If y'all want to see anything else I'm doing, you know, follow me on the Instagram at Perfect Purpose, and, you know, that's how you follow me. So uh, we'll get on into the show, guys. We like to preview each team before the season. So today we'll talk about the Kotka Eagles who won the Division I title last season. 
Talking about the Kutka Eagles, I think the Kutka Eagles have a very good chance of making the playoffs this season. Going over their biggest changes, biggest change for the Kutka Eagles would be their new head coach. Charlie Ove is going to be the head coach this season. And the fact that they're changing head coaches is going to give them a whole new look. This team has been run by, I want to say, Finnish management for its entirety. It's always, you know, the head coach and the um, top players, even coordinators have always been Finnish guys. And now you have a foreigner from United Kingdom taking over, but he's ingrained in the system. He's been there before. He's not brand new to Kotka. He's been there for almost three years now. So it's a big change, but I don't think it's going to hurt them as much as what people might think. Another big change is going to be their offensive scheme and philosophy. Uh, Nessie's not there. One thing that we've always known about this team is Nessie going to be there. They're going to put up points. That This team is going to be able to score. That's one thing they've always been able to do. And now we have an entirely different idea going into it. We're going to have a new offensive coordinator, Kari. Coach Kari, is, who's coached all over Finland from Porvu to Helsinki, now in Kotka. He's going to be the offensive coordinator. He doesn't do nearly as much of a spread, high-volume run offense as Nessie does. Nessie runs something similar to what Rojo ran, but more run-heavy. So now we have to look at, is this going to be more of a traditional run offense, or is it going to be more of an open offense with your new quarterback, which is the third biggest change, is you have a brand-new quarterback. And obviously, I'm staying on the offensive side because that's where most of the changes are being made. The HC, Charlie Ove, he's also the D.C., so the defensive scheme is going to stay very similar. A lot of the players are the same, but offensively, it's a brand new thing. So the biggest changes for them is their the new head coach, new offensive scheme, new offensive coordinator, as well as new quarterback for that offense. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on some of these changes for the Kutka Eagles? No Nessie. He's been a part of their culture. He's been a part of what they do there. He's instilled you know, his winning history into them. He's helped build that organization up. Now they have to show now, are they ready for the big boys? Are they ready? I think they will be, but the biggest thing is, like you said, not having their normal leader there and seeing if Forcier can step in and and be that new leader, which I think he can. I see Coca in the same light as I've seen Corpio when they first came into the Maple League. Like They were ready to compete. I think Coca will too. I think they'll come in with some confidence, and we'll see. I think they'll be in the mix. They're definitely going to be in the mix. I'm Right now, I don't want to say which place, but it's a big chance that they could be in the playoffs this first year. So we'll see. I, I know we kind of always say it, but I'm with Q on this, is that they're very Quapio-like in the way that they're coming in with like a solid base. They're not coming in, you know, on the back of just having a good season. They've had multiple good seasons. What Nessie did put into the team is that kind of mentality of progress. We want to progress over the years to then get to the Maple League. You know, it wasn't just a, right, let's just throw money at this. You know, they built up the team, they built up the infrastructure. Uh, he was the inf- orchestra leader, a conductor, mm-hmm. if you will, of yep. this sort of culture, this ideology. Don't get me wrong, it's not on the level of the Roosters or anything, but it's still more than, say, some other teams might have, even in the Maple League. So we'll say the team. Spence, don't hold back. Just say the team. UNC, it seems like they're a flash in the pan kind of thing. They're trying to put plasters on open open wounds instead of, you know, addressing, like, okay, we need to do this at a foundational level. Well, we don't, we don't want another last... Homelina Huskies, right? That's what we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. We don't want another Homelina Huskies. Well, 
who are they? That, that's enough <laughs> to say. But yeah, Nessie's built built a foundation, and I think that is only a good thing. Are they going to come in and win the Maple League? No. Are they going to come and fight for a playoff spot? I believe there's a chance. You know, you've brought in Chris Forcier, who might have not done as well as we all thought at Wolverines due to you know many different external factors, I'd say. So I think he's going to come in with a new lease of life and really inject some excitement into the Coca Eagles. And I'm going to put it out there. I can't wait to see their jerseys because I think they could potentially have the best jerseys in the league if they do it right. With those little wings on the shoulders, you like those, or they um, got new if, ones? If they do it right, if they if they if they find something new, they, there's definitely a way that they can make that into looking something cool. Talking about Kotka Eagles' keys to success, the first thing that I have listed is a 4CA-led offense. They're not going to have the same offense that they had with Nessie in the past, but I do think that if this offense is receptive and lenient on what Chris Forcier does well in both the run and pass game, they're going to have success. He's a dynamic athlete that can elevate them to a Maple League contender. I think that's definitely one thing that'll put them in games each week. The second key I have is they need to have an aggressive play style on both offense and defense. They need to be opportunistic on defense and create ways to make turnovers. On offense, they need to be consistently inconsistent. They need to not have too many patterns that can be picked up quickly. They need to be always pushing the envelope and keeping defense on their toes to make up for some of the inexperience that they might have playing against this level of competition. Third key to success I have is roster depth. The competition level is high, which means you can't have players burning the candle on both ends. You can't have too many two-way players, both finish and imports. And that means that when players get tired, Instead of saying, hey, keep going, you need to be able to have someone else that can spot them a couple of plays, give them a rest, so they get back at it and always be 100%, because we don't want too many players going at 60 70% against other teams who are just rotating guys. One thing that we've seen from the Roosters and Corbyn Steelers is they, they have depth. The Steelers have two teams now. That's how much depth they have. So they're able to give you their best shot each week. This Eagles team, a lot of these Finnish players are homegrown. They've been playing for the Eagles. They're used to a certain amount of reps, a certain level of competition. So they exert a certain amount of energy. A lot of these players that used to be DBs three years ago, now they're linebackers. And you know what that means. It means as they got better and smarter, they physically did not do as much. That's not going to cut it in the Maple well, They ate a few. Too many meals. <laughs> yeah, it's we all know how it goes. Like, I mean, look at somebody like me and Q. We're probably a little heavier than when we played, but if you throw us on the field, we know what to do. We know some yeah. shortcuts that'll help us out, which is great, you know, if you're playing in division one, division two, where you know we probably could do well. But in the Maple League, I wouldn't trust myself to be able to do some of the things that I used to be able to do because physically I'm not there. Um, these guys they don't know what that's like yet. In Division One, the last two seasons, they've been competitive. They've won it. I think they won it twice, actually. I think they won and didn't move up one year. But I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. So they know what it takes to win at that level. But for them to be good in this Maple League, those guys are going to have to step up, and their backups are going to have to step up. And we have to see how that's going to happen. That's going to be keys to success. 
Yeah, I think Forcier is the key, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, specifically on offense. But he, you know, he's an athlete. He, he can do it all. He runs like a menace. He can throw some absolute darts. The key question for me is like he needs support. He can't carry a team. He is uh, a passer first, run second. He obviously can do it. I'm not saying he can't. I'm not taking anything yeah. away from him. I'm just saying that he needs that receiver. He needs that running back to take the weight off when needed, to be open when needed. And we don't know if they've got that at this moment. They have two very capable running backs. I don't want to mess up their names. I know Hammy personally. I want to say Ville Hamelainen is his name, but I could be wrong about that. But I know Hammy personally. He's one of the best running backs in Finland. Just happens to always play at a lower level. Then they have another guy. I want to say his last name is Yusufa. One thing that their offense has done, and a lot of people, if you've only watched the Vit, only watched Maple League, you obviously haven't seen them, so it's not unexpected that people wouldn't know, but. They run a lot. Their offense usually leads the league in rushing, which sounds crazy because you're like, oh, no, Nessie throws that thing around. He does. But they run it most of the time because teams are so afraid of that passing game. Then they use two running backs. They use a system very similar to something that Stan Bedwell would use compared to Rojo's. Both run in air raid concepts but they use more of a two-back running system out of their raid concepts. So the passing game still gets down the field just differently. But they don't have that same system anymore. But they do have running backs that are built for taking the load off of Forcier. Now, the question would that's, be... That's exciting. I think they're going to lean more towards a, a run-heavy pass when they have to type of offense, which might or might not be useful for Forcier. I think that he doesn't need to be in a, a spread out offense, but he does need to be an offense that wants to throw the ball downfield. So I think that they definitely have the offensive skills position for that. Not sure if they have offensive line. So let's talk about the obstacles they have to overcome. The biggest obstacle is inexperience at the Maple League level. Most of these Finnish players have never played in the Maple League. And as I said before, they've dominated in the first division and even second division in the past few years, but they don't know what it's like playing in the Maple League. And it's different. You go from playing against a team with two or three imports to a team with eight to ten imports or Finnish players who are, who've been playing national teams since they were juniors. And you go up against a different level of competition. That inexperience, it might show. If you've ever played with a Finnish football player – you know that when situations get very big and the, the game is on the line and they haven't been there, a lot of them fold. A lot of players just fold. Just from my experience, new players who haven't been held to a higher standard, when you put them in a situation they've never been in, that first time, they fold. Now, that second time, they might come back and step up. But that first time, a lot of times, it, the moment is too big for them. We've seen this happen in different levels in Finland. We've seen teams go and play against the Roosters for the first time and give up, what was it, 80 points that one year? But it happens. And that's something that this team has to overcome is that inexperience and not letting games get too big for them. If they get behind by a couple of touchdowns, they don't know what that's like. So how do they crawl out of it? Hopefully they lean on somebody like Chris Forcier who's been there, done that, that can lead them there. But as a collective whole, most of this team hasn't played those type of games. So the second obstacle I said that they have to overcome would be their wide receiver skills position. Currently, 
they don't have a lot of depth on the roster. I'm assuming that they plan on bringing in at least one more import or some more players before this probably is released. But at the time that we're recording, they only have, I want to say, three receivers on the roster, all finished guys, and no one with Maple League experience. So that's something that they'll have to overcome is who is Chris Forsay going to throw it to? That's an issue that he had in Helsinki was he had really good receivers, but never had the opportunity to get the ball to them in situations that would have been beneficial. So we definitely want to make sure that they overcome this obstacle of not having receivers for him to throw to. The third thing that I put as a obstacle for the Kentucky Eagles would be the culture change. It's going to be different. This team has done an overhaul. Hopefully, like you said, Spencer, they do a jersey overhaul as well. I don't I don't like the jerseys they have. I think they're ugly. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. Culturally, this team has been progressing a certain way over the years. And this season, that progress is over. Different management. The board is different. Like people who are running the organization is different. Both the head coach, the DC, and even the OC are different. The face of the franchise, the quarterback is different. Defensively, they have a lot of similar players, but you don't know if it's going to be exactly the same because you have so many new things coming in. We don't know if their roster is done yet. And I expect that they're going to have to bring in a few more imports. And when they bring in those imports and they have to play Maple League football, how's that culture going to react? A culture that's been very solid in the past and very consistent on where they're going. Now, what's the goal? The goal is to make playoffs. The goal is to make the Maple Bowl. Historically, minus that one season where no teams were allowed to come up or down, whatever team wins Division One usually makes the playoffs and even makes the Maple Bowl in that first season. Yeah, it's crazy like that. We've done the research. Wow. Steelers, Steelers made the bowl when they came up. After them, Wolverines made the bowl. Actually, before the Steelers, Vasa. Vasa came in and made the bowl. Steelers came in, made the bowl. Wolverines came in, made the bowl. And then nobody moved up. That's three out of the last four. Wow. I mean, it, it's freak logic, but it's something that people might want to hear, is that most of the Division One teams come up. Last year actually would have been the first time because UNC came up and did nothing. So the Kotka Eagles have that in their bag. I think that they'll be better than the last Division One team that moved up, but there's a lot of unknown about how this team is going to react to the competition in the Maple League. I'm putting it out there that I don't think it's too big for a lot of these players. I think a lot of these players are better than what we think, but we don't know. So, therefore, we can't just act like we know how they're going to play in this competition. This isn't a team made of finished players who've moved around and been playing in all these different – no, this is a team of the Kotka Eagles finished players. So, a lot of them don't have Maple League experience, but they have football experience. They have dominating football experience. They're used to being the big fish in a small pond. So, now they're a small fish in a big pond. How will they react? But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the Eagles and their chance for making the playoffs? They definitely have a chance to be in the mix. It just depends on how consistent they are. Their reputation for winning, I think, is good coming into this season. They're going to play against a lot of good teams, a lot of established teams that are that have been in the Maple League. But even that statement itself doesn't mean what it used to mean. Yeah. Um, it used to be a separation of teams that moved up. And, you know, you had to do your time. 
You know, you got to lose a little bit, get pounded on a little bit. But now that's not the case. Any team can make it now. Coca just had to show, like, what they're made of. And if they can win some big games, then they could be in the mix. I think they just have to have an identity different than what they had before as far as being in Division One. The Maple League is you need to establish another identity as far as, like, who we are and what type, what type of team we're going to be. I think their biggest obstacle as far as going to the playoffs is, is just simply – are they able to stand up to those teams that are seeding and that have been playing in the Maple League? So, Defense. <laughs> Who are they? Nobody knows. Like, I, I don't know. What is their identity? What kind of scheme are they bringing? We saw with UNC last year that they won two games. They put up 2,100 yards in the air. Offense, I'm not worried about. I have faith in 4CA. Uh, like you mentioned previously, if they've got two running backs that are capable, the options you've got there are you know really good. But, defense if they're just an open you know open season and people are gonna score 40 points every week that puts you in a very very dark place that you have to dig yourself out of that's going to be the biggest obstacle to overcome is what is this sort of identity that they're trying to build because we all know about nessie and the offensive scheme but what about the defense the head coach is the is the dc from uh, what i've been looking at what is he bringing what are they bringing as a unit and that's going to be for me they're the ultimate factor wherever their defense is will determine how they fare in in their first year in the maple league in the maple league we've called it the big 12 in the past because nobody's playing defense and even recently defense is the difference like you said because a team that can keep the steelers to 28 instead of 49 it's not the old school way of we want to keep a team to under 21 but i think honestly we could say it nowadays if you can keep a team to under 28, keep them under 24, 24, 28 is the, the range of how many points you're willing to give up because you're expecting to score 28 to 35. So yep. if a defense can hold a team to 24, 28, okay, we're good. We have a chance. But let's be honest, Roosters, Steelers, Crocodiles, Wolverines, you look at those offenses and you're saying – um, that's a that's a 42 score team like that team is putting up 40 points so how can we stop it that's what the eagles are going to look at all season is how do we keep this team from scoring 30 points i, I just rounded up how do we keep them from scoring 30 keep them under 30 and you're within reach and they have to they have to play differently they have to respect if you let a team put up 30 on you they're going to you know they're going to Keep the ball away from your offense. Keep you off the field. They're going to grind grind you out. They're not going to show their whole offense. They're not going to take chances. They're going to do what they can to keep you down. And then you're just in that constant grind of uphill battle. So I think the Eagles defense, like you said, that was a really good point. That's why I'm expanding on it. That's a really good point that their defense might be the difference between them being on the outside looking in or even making the playoffs this season. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we get out of here, guys? Q, you got anything you want to say to the people out there? Uh, I'm just looking forward to the season. Looking forward to some some great plays being made and seeing uh, what team is is going to edge out at the front. First thing is for everyone to get their Rutu subscription to make sure they don't miss all the games so they know what we're talking about and just, yeah, just get on the season and get excited because like Q said, that's going to be a good one. What about you, Chris? I just can't wait for the season. It, it's definitely one of those years. I think it is still open. I don't think it's all going to be Corpio. I think there's a few teams that are going to be in contention and I can't wait to see uh, those matchups this year. 
It's going to be great. Yeah, we're excited for the season, man. Good luck to all the teams. If we say something you don't like, let us know. If we say something you do like, let us know. You know, we we enjoy, you know, when people tell us we're doing a good job as well as when we're doing it back. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to give us five stars as well. Anything less will let us know that you are a hater. You can also follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T-I-F. We go. American Football in Finland.